Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Diesel Power Products Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything between owning, operating, or building a diesel pickup. We post new episodes every Wednesday. Oh my goodness. I think it's real. Are we live? Are we live? Yes, Producer, are we live? Because we follow directions well here at these yeah. products, we turn our shoulders. Oh my goodness, what's sitting between me and Tyler? That's the yeah. camera. <laughs> that little guy right there, that's yeah. the camera. There's nobody behind the camera. No. Nope. Yeah. He's really weird, huh? Clean this one. He's got me. Hey, I'll let you read that about diesel. Welcome to this is going to be. Number 21, if you're on Facebook, if you're on uh, iTunes, this might be like 17 or so like that because it was a couple we weeded in and out of there. But thank you for tuning in to this new products podcast. Make sure you tune on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all those uh, options there to listen to. Uh, if you do want to hear what you should because you're American, uh, make sure they leave a, routine or a review on iTunes. Uh, screenshot that bad boy sent to fanatispowerproducts.com. If you have a question, we'll answer live, and I will shoot you a t-shirt, and a dank meme, yeah. with some awkward handwriting. Yeah. And I have, with a note that is promised to leave some sweat up top of your butt crack. Yeah. Guaranteed. These are the facts. <laughs> <laughs> and also, to check the website, we are adding products vigilantly. We are adding products like crazy, so new products literally every single day. So keep checking our website. Newest of the new brand new manufacturers. We've got ranch hand bumpers, everybody. Ranch hand bumpers. We've got Carrillo Pistons. Some of my favorites, uh, CP Performance, the Rutledge Boys. Yeah, we just added some, I just added some, uh, some, some low, or not low, but some emblems. Some yeah. F-250, F-350, old, 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 so, the question that he proposed, and we're going to get to Lenny, don't worry, he's actually going to talk. 
the question that he proposed, he says, him and his buddies go back and forth in, uh, in conversation and debate uh, whether they can, you know, let's say you have a good running 12 valve, uh, P-Bunk 12 valve, or a good running 06, 07 common rail. You know, we go, you know, start moving towards the UCC build. And, it, and for 50 grand for extra parts, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, looking if you actually do want to handle a UCC task, that's, that's not easy. There's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah, there's a that the, the, the average just doesn't, 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 spanking new, uh, Bully Dog was brand new. Um, basically, we were just throwing gauges in, exhaust kits, had a bunch of TS performance chips. Like, a good week was a set of injectors, maybe a turbocharger, and probably, I'll bet back then we were moving for the 7.3s, I'll bet we were moving 10 to 15 chips per week. Mm -hmm. And we threw them all in the dyno, put like an AFE airbox in there. Actually, AFE wasn't on the scene quite yet. So, they showed up like a year-ish, later-ish. And then actually made like five horsepower on the dyno one day. I was like, oh my God, an airbox finally worked. My God, do it. It was mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then ever since then, just the evolution of the whole thing. So we've, we've uh, recently just closed up the drive in service center so we can just focus on like product manufacturing, design R&D, because I think that's where you can really spend your time is, uh, is going to promote and propel the industry forward. And with the emission stuff coming the way it's coming, well, that's something we need to be focused on a lot. So we're trying to collect a lot of data on that. So we've got future recipes for, for all the newer stuff coming. But yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I remember back in the day, like selling a turbo was just like, oh my god, <laughs> like this is crazy. So it's crazy to hear you know hear someone else talk about how, how the progression is because it's, yeah. it's, it's it's actually pretty pretty insane how 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 far it's gone from you know those early trucks. And now look at these new trucks, you're going to add like 300 horsepower with a freaking push of a button kind of almost, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's insane. On the fly yeah, tuner. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are more into it from the very, very, I wouldn't say very, 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 very beginning, but definitely like the, from when you were the smaller. very, very beginning, yeah. you came in probably like 10 minutes after what <laughs> you did. Yeah. But yeah, I came in a little bit late compared to you guys, but yeah. I'm still, still an enthusiast yeah. in the beginning parts of that. I still remember when I put, I did a, before I even, my first diesel, my, my nice six power stroke did. Did a little uh, resistor mod in my IBM. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Blew my mind. Well, since we're talking built. a little bit like history, history with you, and as far as you know, building your company, Dynamite Diesel, it's built fantastic uh, injection parts. Um, what gets you? What gets you going on diesel? I know for me, like one of the biggest things with like a, <clears throat> a diesel engine was just the fact that it wasn't. It's not. It almost is like not supposed to do that kind of stuff. Like you mm -hmm. to build an engine upwards of a thousand horsepower out of a truck that was used. To pull, to tow, that sort of thing. It's just kind of like the almost the thing that you know you're not used to seeing, or if you go to a drag strip and see a truck just 
rallying down the drag strip, it's almost kind of shocking if you haven't, mm -hmm. if you don't know anything about it. So that's kind of what gets me going is the fact that like, hey, that truck shouldn't be doing that, but it is. Mm -hmm. So that's what kind of gets me going. So I don't. I guess you know I've been asked that a lot here in the past six months, and honestly, like the customer, like being happy with their stuff makes me the happiest. Yeah. Like that's hands down it. Yeah. Um, back in the old day, it was easy. Like if you had a '96 12 valve. And you brought it in, we dynoed, it was 160, 170, 190 horsepower if it ran really good. Yeah. Throw a fuel plate at it, some governor springs, timing, drop in AFE air filter, K&N or, or whatever, exhaust, gauges, and it would leave with, oh, it was like 270 was pretty much where we set those things on the dyno mm -hmm. to keep the stock tranny alive. Yeah. But you go, you know, it was 100 horsepower more. And the customers were always like, we want to give you our first child. Yeah, <laughs> like it was it was yeah. mind blowing to them how how you just did that. Yeah, and really um, the happiness that they always had was always like kind of the incentive to keep doing it. And then the progression of the industry, like you know now Ford, Chevy, Dodge, they've all got some really crazy power, yeah. and they've got tons of gears to choose from. Mm -hmm. So trying to refine the brand new stuff that you spend seventy five thousand dollars on isn't quite as easy as that. Yeah. Uh, which is why now we have to focus a lot more on, you know, as a manufacturer, trying to make something that's going to work with the emissions gear and still add a little bit more power and make it still just a ton of fun to drive. But you could pretty much daily drive 500 horsepower now with the DPF on it and yeah. 500 rear wheel. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, that's the progression of where we're heading right now. So, I mean, that for me, it's just the challenge of trying to make people happy and smile and, you know, all this UCC stuff, drag race stuff, sled pull stuff, I enjoy it, there's no doubt. But... It's pretty much like if you can learn how to kind of control 2,000 horsepower, you've learned so much getting there that the daily driver stuff is just a lot easier. You know a lot more about it. So it, that's yeah. kind of why we have to do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We were talking in that previous episode about like back in the day, like the 60s muscle cars, it was like horsepower wars, right? It was like this manufacturer had this much horsepower and the next has this. So it's like, it's almost like it's coming back. Yeah. Because now it's like totally. L5P, like, oh, we got the highest. Like, what's up? Showroom floor, boom. Most horsepower, most torque. What do you got? And it's like everybody's trying to beat that. And I think that's cool. When manufacturers start battling like that, yep. it's pretty awesome. Yep. And like even with, so we have our recipes for horsepower on our page for pretty much every year making model truck out there. And we've been going through and re refining some of them. Uh, so I'll be going through the Ford stuff because I'm a Ford guy. And whatever. Shoot me Lost later. cause. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't run, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I never should have saw the table two comes, boys. <laughs> Anyhow, but we're going through. I'm going through, and I'm doing all these. I'm doing for the seven threes and the six O's and the six fours and the six sevens, and I start making one because we didn't have one for the seventeen and up power strokes. Yeah, and usually all of them started at like a three four hundred mark, and I'm like, well, we done our seventeen power stroke off the showroom floor at four hundred eleven of the wheels. Like, so we pretty much don't need a four hundred mark. Yeah. You're starting with a 500 yeah. horsepower. It's like, it's like, like 500 horsepower. Like, yeah. So, truck that someone. What, what's going on here? It, it felt weird because I was like, I feel like I should have something for 400 because I'm so used to putting that for everything else. But like, yeah. I just don't need it because it's already there. It's already yeah. There. So I made a little like wake up package. You yeah. Know, just to for those that want to. Yeah. It doesn't need more power. It'll wake it up a little bit. It'll cross sensitivity booster and intake or something yeah. like that. But yeah, it's just, it, how how far they've come, and especially once you go from. It's insane. Someone like me is used to driving seven threes and put me in a tune six seven. And it's like, 
<laughs> and it's quiet. You yeah, can actually hear yourself think. So, so yeah. those eight, those high pressure oil pump guys. What's what's up with some common rail? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huey's always have a spot in my heart. Yeah. I know he wants to stab me in the face. No, no. I, there's a lot of them on the street, and those trucks are durable. I mean, it's 444 cubic inches. They didn't make a lot of power, so they live forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like that's that's it's a 20 year old truck now. Like mm-hmm. that's they're they're older than 20 years now. Yeah. So they're still alive. They're still kicking. There's still a, there's tons of those things on the road. I guarantee, no matter what state you're in, if you drive around and look at the Ford Power Stroke in comparison to anything else, like Volkswagen Beetle or what have you, in that same year range, you'll probably find more Power Strokes still alive on the street today than anything else that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the nicest thing you ever said about a Ford. Like. Well, like I said, they were big cubic inches and very low, so the duty cycle is not really there. It's, you're not asking for it to do a lot. Oh, man, just get this heart broke right now. Yeah, that's fine. Already, we haven't even been doing this for five minutes. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> It'll get worse. It'll get worse, yeah. It'll get worse before it gets better. So getting back to our question here, yes. can you actually make a, you know, a competitive UCC truck, not including the vehicle, everything works as it should for 50 grand. I'm gonna to refer to my expert Lenny on this. I don't really know that I'm an expert, but I can tell you that for the years that I've been to the UCC, no. Um, especially not this day and age, it's just not there. Like 50 grand is a great budget to build yourself a pretty rad truck that's gonna be pretty good at something. Like you could probably, for practical purposes put together a drag truck that actually can dyno pretty well uh, for, 50, for 50k but will it sled pull as well it's not going to be UCC quality all three of those mm-hmm. for 50 grand um, if you really want to spend 50 grand on something I would advise that <clears throat> and I'm not trying to discourage like diesel motorsports that's the opposite of what I'm saying but for every single dollar that's spent I want that smile like yeah. I want somebody to be like I blew 50 grand and this is rad. Not, I blew 50 grand, I'm leaving the UCC, I didn't even finish, and this is miserable, like I hate this. So, because the experience like that, um, that's never fun. It's not fun for your family to go watch, it's not fun for your, you know, your team. Like, to be at UCC, you need a full team. And uh, those are dollars that aren't free either. So, depending on where you live, like if you live anywhere close to Indy, that's terrific for you because you're not traveling, you're not spending a bunch, but from, so my partner on this thing is Donovan Harris at uh, Armor Inc. And when he comes to my place, he's nine hours away from his home. And then from my place to UCC is two and a half days drive time. And we spend about, so each vehicle is usually equipped with two people in it. So you leave at say five in the morning, three, four, five in the morning. You drive until, you know, we drive till 8 p.m. That's it, like, cause I'm hungry and I, I don't like driving at night because you get flat tires and things go wrong at night. Mm. So we drive till eight, then we find a place to grab a nice meal, we catch a hotel, and you reset in the morning, and you repeat. It's 2.5 days drive time, and it costs us about 800 bucks per day for that vehicle to drive down the road to diesel, catch a hotel, and have dinner um, for every vehicle rolling down the road. And we get there with two vehicles. So, I mean, that's 1,600 bucks a day just to get to the UCC. Yeah. It's not cheap, it's not free, and uh, then when you get there, you got three days of hustle. Like, you're not... You're not sitting around waiting for the next. When you go to a drag race and you've got your car put together and everything's, you know, it's dialed in, you kind of get some like relief time between rounds. Yeah. With UCC, 
there is a lot going on. Like with our vehicle, we change, we've basically kind of got a Ford 9 inch. It's, it's a Nitro Gears billet third member inside of a sheet metal housing. It's all gusseted and what have you. That whole subframe is all chromoly and it pins to the frame. It comes out and it goes in in just clamps and bolts. Uh, our sled pull frame is a solid mount and that's got a Rockwell SQHD or a, just a 2145 in it. And uh, we had to update to a 2145 because last year we had a Rockwell 106. We couldn't get the proper gear ratio for the amount of power we're making with the uh, 106 anymore. Uh, gears just aren't available. So we had to like, that was a $6,000 differential that we canned. And then we have to restart this year with another $6,000 differential and then rebuild the whole you know subframe. So it's not cheap. Um, and then this year, like on the chassis dyno, we finally got the truck here and we started studying like, why it was that we struggle so hard. We've only made over 2,000 horsepower one time, and the truck is indicative, like mile per hour, vehicle weight, and distance, quarter mile, eighth mile. We, we always run the thing at 2,000 plus horsepower. On the chassis dyno, we struggle to make over 2,000 horsepower. Um, we've been trying with a gear ratio that's too deep. We've been dynoing with 410s, and basically how that works is the dyno accelerates. You accelerate through the dyno so quickly, and we get to like 165 miles an hour so quick, the dyno's just not impressed with it. It's not enough duration of like time there to really show a good number on the dyno. So now we've had to go to a, a way lower gear ratio and uh, there's another 15, 1600 bucks. So we basically take our, our billet member out, our nitro billet member out with four tens in it, 40 spline axles, pull that out, pull the axles out. Then we put the new third member in it with three two threes and uh, reassemble, there's our dyno. We don't have to change the, the axles in the front, or the gears in the front, we don't have to change those, because mm -hmm. we're only in two-wheel drive on the dyno. But, uh, so there's you know that change from one day to the next. And then on sled pull day, it's a pretty solid labor. I mean, and there's a lot of guys that do it deeper than us. Like, we, we try to run all the events with just a, a 47, 48 RE, and it's got a standalone in it, and we go through one of those basically every single day. It's a, it's a totally <laughs> stock 47, 48, right? Oh yeah, it's totally stock for everything you can do for about ten grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so for guys that aren't maybe following what he's saying, so basically he's got two different rear end setups, basically two different frame rear frame setups for drag yeah. racing, sled pulling. Yeah, it's a transformer. He's got a fabricated rear differential where he's got a third member like a four nine that he popped in and out of there for drag racing, and he's got a totally different rear setup for sled pulling, right? Yep. It's totally separate. Okay, so if you guys are following, he's literally changing the rear frame of this vehicle. So this isn't like, you know, you can't just like, oh, got my got my cones here, we're going to slip pull and we're going to drink. No, he's no. not doing that. He's, he's got a completely separate rear frame assembly for these rear axles for each task. So that all, all that adds up. <laughs> well, you factor that stuff in. <laughs> it, it's not just the parts. Like, yeah. you have to have team. Yeah, absolutely. And, you got, people you like know, to the... The thing about like the UCC, it's been dominated so far by Firepunk, and it's not for the fact they've had, they don't have the best truck. Yeah, they've had the best team. Yeah, like hands down, all of their members there work really, really hard. They all know what they're supposed to be doing, and they get it done. Yeah, their communication's on point. They study it. They work it. Um, those guys have killed it for years because of that. Like yeah. it's not it's not the fact that they could have taken almost any truck in that. Uh, I would say that they could have taken any top 10 truck, and within three weeks of knowing the truck, they probably could have actually still won the UCC. Yeah. It was the people that made that team made so successful. Yeah. I, they run a D&J Enforcer, so do we. 
they they have better communication. They studied it more. Like my partner is ten hours away from where I'm at, so there's a detachment there yeah. that they don't have. Um, this year, our chassis dyno numbers in. Um, I've got a an engine dyno, which is really fortunate for me because you know we spend three thousand bucks a month on the engine dyno, so we can leave the engine on the dyno and not rent it for a thousand bucks a day while we're trying to study something new. Yeah. Um, so we've got two of those enforcers, one's in the chassis, one's on the engine dyno, and we're trying to figure out like what turbos and all that stuff that we're going to run for trying to make big power. Yeah. So there's a lot of testing too that comes with this. So it's not just oh. like, I'm going to buy this list of parts and that's what it's going to be. Yeah. That's, I mean, how often is that first list of parts? We tried. We tried. We tried. <laughs> how often does that and first it's... list of parts end up, first list of parts actually end up working out? Probably hardly ever. I mean, you're probably changing things. I mean, once you get everything kind of built, get it on the dyno, start playing with it, you're like, wow, I mean, these injectors aren't working, or maybe, you know, maybe this turbo I got to change, or maybe this turbine housing I got to, you know, yeah. there's there's a bunch of things you got to do that that costs you money, uh, uh, in addition to the original cost of the first parts you bought. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of those extra little things that time is yeah. is with the level when you start pushing these smaller cubic inch motors over 2,000 horsepower, like durability is a real question mark. Yeah, and we're not really going to plan on running any of these things all out to go down the drag strip. Now that it's only eighth mile, that's going to help because oh, yeah. that second eighth of a mile was really hard on them. Like that's that's a lot of cylinder pressure happening for a lot longer. And you know, we saw one motor get blown in half last year. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got killed. Thank God. Yeah, thankfully. But uh, you know that I'm glad it went to an eighth mile because we're we're not necessarily. Well, we're gonna make we're gonna try and make the eighth mile more exciting than it's ever been. Yeah. But uh, by not going 175 miles an hour in a four wheel drive truck, when parts fly off at 175, or when that truck, you know, 5,800 pounds or even 5,000 pounds hits the uh, hits the side of the track, like it's yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a lot of mass and motion at 175. Yeah. Well, eighth yeah. mile is kind of cool too, because I mean, you're kind of getting back to like reaction times and like traction and like suspension setups like the guy that gets the traction the guy that hits the light he's gonna you know he's gonna he's gonna have the edge yeah for sure i mean odss like you go to an odss event and they were eighth mile it was a ton of fun we got to race round after round after round against yeah. very competitive trucks everybody's truck lived pretty well it was a lot of fun yeah i mean because you're what dealing with like what probably six seconds seven seconds eight yeah i mean like you get her into the fives like you yeah. you know like levon scratched a four once um, maybe twice, I'm not sure, but you know, you get that thing in the low fives yeah. and you're very competitive. So yeah. I feel like that class is going to be like a five Oh index class here within the next year or two. Cause yeah. everybody's going to be dialed in and you know, we're all getting smarter. Like the turbo guys are getting smarter. The, the engine guys getting smarter. The injector guys getting smarter. Everybody's getting smarter and you know, trying to get all of the pounds cut out of the trucks. Like now that there's lightweight brake kits and all that kind of stuff, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that it makes a very difficult $50,000 build it's almost impossible to say, yeah, it's a good idea, go for it. Like, it, it, it's not. Because <laughs> um, we're going to throw our best at it every single year. Yeah. And I don't know what that budget is. Like, I don't necessarily know that it's only going to be 10. <laughs> if you have to ask, you can't afford it. At this point, I'm not happy that we're throwing away a, a perfectly good Rockwell 106 that we built last year with a bunch of bill of parts and stuff. But it with unfortunately with the gears that are in it it's never going to be competitive hmm. so we're throwing away a yeah. 60 200 differential and if anybody wants one i'll go on for sale <laughs> <laughs> i'll take half uh, 
Yeah, the gears, the final ride was just not tall enough, so we didn't get enough wheel speed out of it, and we have to, you know, it's, it's can now. But uh, that kind of stuff, dyno time, you know, track time, like we're going to, we're working with a couple other guys right now. We're going to be leaving Idaho and driving, it's 20 hours to where we're going, to a rented track. So the UCC has always been early enough in the season. You know, Donovan lives where it's minus 50 for several months a year. And I live in northern Idaho where, you know, I got three feet in March. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, like, we haven't been able to practice. Like, the UCC has been our it's been our warm-up every spring, mm -hmm. and I'm tired of it. So, yeah. this year, like, Donald and I are, like, committing to actually, like, going and actually putting more effort into it and getting some more practice hits done. And that's the whole thing. If you're going to do this, you have to plan on, and all the other teams are thinking the same thing. Like, somebody might be thinking, well, LeVon's not there. I don't need to work that hard this year. No, you're wrong. Yeah. 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 No, LeVon won't be there this year because he sold his truck. And, you know, I know that he got really close. I'm not exactly sure about the dollars, but I think he got really close to 50K out of the roller. Yeah. No so engine, no train. Let's just define roller real quick. Yeah. 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 No, no engine, no, no trans. trans. No ECM. <clears throat> you, you basically have a chassis that you get to throw all. You got a Flintstone car. Another, I mean, a long block with pumps and turbos and tranny. You know, you're 70 grand away from making the thing a competitor. Yeah. At, at that level. Yeah. So that truck got called out, and the new owner of the truck's going to be in the UCC. And uh, hat off to them, because that having that truck, you're instantly like put on the post. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, you're the guy now that was like... <laughs> you're the target. You are you are about to prove my point. Yeah. <laughs> I say it wasn't the truck. I say it was Team Firepunk. Yeah. So if that truck comes out and wins, then I'm wrong, and that truck just kills it. Yeah. But if that truck comes out and gets anything less than first, then I'm right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, speaking of, like, <clears throat> we talked about dyno time and testing and all that stuff. How, if you were to, like, let's say I brought you a truck and said, Lenny, I built this truck. I'm, <clears throat> I know it's 2,000 horsepower. I want to be competitive at UCC. How much time am I spending on your dyno getting the thing dialed in? Like, if you were to, like, estimate days-wise, hours-wise, or whatever, how, how much? I would say that... Uh, I mean, if you already know that it's 2,000 horsepower, you think it's 2,000 horsepower. I think it's 200 Like, on paper, I on should paper, be. I figured everything out. Everything's, everything that everybody oh. I've talked to says it's two, this is going to make 2,000 horsepower. I would say at minimum, you're going to be three solid days. And how much a day is that? Well, I mean, anywhere you go, whether it's chassis or engine dyno, you're going to be looking at 1,000 bucks a day. So To get finely tuned. Yeah. And at you may end. find out that it's not a 2,000 horsepower build. Yeah. We, whenever we tune, like... The daily driver street trucks at like you know up to 500 horse, our base file gets the exact same microseconds and pressure, but we change the mapping of the timing several different times. Mm -hmm. You can see like the overall power curve on those things, but the actual like peak number may. Mm -hmm. Well, we're not driving the peak number. Like we're yeah. trying to make something that lives and runs and responds and isn't super smoky and and just really is a good long. 300,000 mile pickup. Right. And you can't just like buy a file from somebody and be like, ah, oh, man, I'm throwing this thing in my truck and then having to work awesome. Like, like I'm saying, like we're, we're a solid day worth of dyno tuning on a 500 horse truck. Yeah. And that's, you know, like plugging in just basically different timing maps for a full day. And that's remote. So we're having them, you know, emailed to us, then we upload them. And then, you know, so that takes some time. But yeah, we're going to probably throw six or eight different files in per day. To a customer drive-in truck that we're just tuning at five, five fifty, six hundred horse. Mm -hmm. 
So and that's yeah. that's a very simple goal. Right. But if I bought, if you built my injectors and you built my tuning and I had this very simple package in my truck, my compression ratio isn't exactly like everybody else's. Like yeah. the valve recession and piston protrusion isn't the same in every single motor. So the timing has a lot to do with that. And finding peak cylinder pressure and then trying to not fight peak cylinder pressure, but you know, work with it and use it for your advantage, um, that is going to be custom tuning that you'll see on a dyno. You'll hear it. You'll feel it. It's you'll it, the, the torque numbers will show up. Like all that stuff. Just you'll spend a day just yeah. trying to get that dialed in. That's important, and that's I think that's some of the parts that you, we just actually that was. We just, there's a lot of information there. If you, yeah. if you weren't taking notes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should go back and really listen to that and yeah. start taking notes or something like that. But there's, I think the overall thing that just, a lot of people don't realize the, the legwork, the time, the experience, and some of that extra money, it comes down to dollars. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, nothing's free. It's all gonna come from somewhere. And some of the stuff you can't buy. Yeah. Experience, can't buy. teamwork, um, communication. So you can build it. You can build it, but it's not something you can just walk in, click, here, here you go. Is. Unless you want to be just like a team owner or something like that. And even then, you're still probably going to be You're buying experience from somebody. Yeah, you're buying it from somebody. You're buying a driver. That's like, very true. I'm with Donovan because he can outdrive me every single day of the week. Like, mm -hmm. I am probably the second or third world's worst driver. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm not upset about it. <laughs> it's hey, gotten me through totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Donovan drives very, very well. Like, he just gets in a vehicle and he can just drive really, really well. And when I pay attention, I drive well. I just don't really care to pay attention. Like, there's a lot of other things I'd think about right now, and I'm going to think about that while I'm driving. Yeah. Um, can I drag race? He's got at least a thousand passes on me that I don't. Like, I've drag raced a lot, but he's got a thousand passes on me. Mm. So, I mean, he's got a license down to sevens. Like, he's, he's got experience on me that I don't have, and it would take me time to go get my license. It would take me, you know, if I'm going to go jump in Buddy Holly's school and learn how to drag race proper, then it's going to take me days of my life to, you know, fly away and go get that. Well, even and to get your license what? at sevens, I mean, that's not the easiest thing either. I no. Mean, <laughs> it's like, no. That's, that's a pretty, like, hey, yeah. damn. <laughs> not everybody's got that. Yeah, and no. UCC, like, that's the caliber of stuff. So... And when I say like you can build all that, the communication, the team, all of that stuff can be built fairly close to wherever you're at. Yeah. So depending on where this guy's at, you know, like he's in Canada, I'm not sure where. If you're close to Ontario. Strip, so I don't know much about Ontario. I've never been there. Yeah. I mean, if you're Canada's Canada. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Donovan. It's like America's top hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think if whatever you're close to, um, go get good there. Mm -hmm. if, if you've got a, a, a pulling organization that puts on five or six pulls every year, but you're three hours away from the drag strip, then make sure you make it to five or six. Yeah. And that, get this, with that organization. Perfectly. Yes, yeah. this is going to hold on. We're going to cascade into this. Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> we, we were already talking for a while before this happened, so yeah. now we're, we're kind of catching up almost the way we were. So uh, before we get into getting into doing it and building your truck for that let's i want to kind of try and what me and tyler tried to build here and then yeah. how it ended up right. kind of snowballing so into you guys picked how this was basically like so this is all based off of the customer question what, yeah. what they're debating between a 12 valve and a like 0607 common rail so mechanical mm -hmm. injection versus a common rail yeah and 50k yep. build good running the truck. truck that you can build 50k yeah that's the question yeah i'm gonna go first 
Okay. Yeah. So we, we split it up. So, so Tyler took 12 valve. Yeah. And I took uh, 06, 07 common rail. <laughs> and we. You're gonna hear the parts list. Yeah, you're gonna hear the parts list, yeah. and I'm not gonna go through all the costs. I'm just gonna show you the total cost at the end here. But essentially, basically, what happened with my build is that I, I noticed it started taking like one direction. I'm like, oh well, I'm going there, so here we go. So basically, I went towards drag racing, and that's just kind of how it how it ended up. And I had the 12 valve, so I'm going through doing you know coated fly cut pistons, Carrillo billet rods, 14 millimeter girdle, girdle obviously engine balancing, Hamilton 207 220 cam, Hamilton's Warhead, a ZZ Fab side load intake uh, with the 1.75 um, exhaust uh, on the head, 1.75 exhaust valves with 1.85 um, intakes, valve springs, push rods, 625 studs of course, around a 13 millimeter injection pump, um, injectors probably like a what, 5x24-ish injector for that pump, something around there, 5x22 or something like that, um, fast fuel system, if not couple of them uh, a built trans uh, converter flex plate uh, chromoly axles gears uh, of course I added a rebuild kit and a spool traction bars because with this budget I kept with leafs throw some traction bar I ran out of money yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, but I did add drive shaft hoop because I know that. Yeah, gotta have that. Well, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of safety equipment in these trucks that cost several thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. So drive shaft hoop, and then then I was like, I realized at that point, I'm like, wow, I didn't mention any turbos. <laughs> so I threw a set of compounds on there. I just the six. I just what was on our website, a '66 over an S480. Should, you know, should make close to so a thousand horse. So you got a thousand. Yeah. Um, exhaust manifold, of course, a cage. Fuel cell, helmet, wheels, tires, intercooler. I even added a section for miscellaneous fittings and such. Like, what so intercooler I, did you choose? I choose a BD, based off a of BD extruded. And, I mean, that's that's going to be great on the street. That's going to flow, you know, maybe 1,200 horsepower. Yeah. But you're, I mean, if the question was, like, what are we building for a UCC build, then... Well, I started with that, but then I was like, okay, well, this obviously is only going to be... The budget, the budget, <laughs> the budget kicked in, because yeah. I, I thought of all these other things, and I'm like, wow, I can't... This isn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to make 2,000 horsepower with this budget. No. <laughs> so, feel so helmet wheels, tires, intercooler, mm -hmm. miscellaneous fittings, some shocks. I even threw in a budget for, for beer. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know, I threw a gift for your wife, because I, I was like, at this point... I don't really have enough money to buy anything else like super big, so you might as well get your wife happy because you just spent fifty grand on a truck <laughs> in accessories. So I ended up literally with a gift for your wife for a thousand bucks. So that's you know something nice. I ended up at forty nine thousand eighty one dollars and thirty cents, and that does not include any dyno time. Whatever. Like there's no labor in there. There's no way. That's just, yeah, and that's all assuming you you can do all this stuff yourself. And depending on the truck, like whatever truck that was based off of. You know, you can do any Ford Chevy Dodge with all those parts because you're you're basically going to throw like some mechanical injection like 12 valve motor at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And with those parts, depending on you know like obviously you were I guess you were kind of going for like a drag race vehicle that could. Die you know, that way. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that thing doesn't qualify at UCC. No. Like, and I, and I just blew fifty power. grand. Yeah, like if you spray, minutes. there's not a nitrous kit in there. No, I didn't have enough money. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, there's a gift for your wife. Congratulations, babe. You got nitrous. <laughs> well, yeah. I if, if your wife loves yeah. nitrous, then yeah. buy it for an early Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> but you're gonna need a three thousand dollar nitrous kit yeah. and a bigger intercooler, and it, yeah, no, it. So that's and you only have one motor. You only have yeah. one tranny. One. Yeah. We one. take three <laughs> trannies and we take two motors. Just 
Yeah. Just break. Just yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So it's tough. Fifty grand may seem like a lot, but when you start putting it down to paper and then talk to an expert, he just ruins your I, hopes. I don't know that I'm an expert though. I'm just <laughs> no, you are I'm an the expert, voice. Though. I'm yeah. the voice of experience, and you're not there. Like, yeah. You're, no. you're not gonna slug. That's not gonna UCC the guys, like because yeah. when you get there, like bear in mind, you're now an in indie. Yeah. And a lot of the guys pull often. Yeah. So they're putting in a $5,000 clutch, like Molinari style clutch, yeah. that's weighted, and they're putting in $10,000 worth of Dropbox and Reverser. Yeah. And that's just for sled pull day. Yeah. Like, then they still have whatever automatic tranny they're going to use for like the dyno and the drag race. So they're, you know. Yeah. So, like, this build may be pretty competitive for like maybe like a diesel power challenge, maybe. I feel like that build would be awesome yeah. for anything in your local. Local, yeah. Mop up local. Like Mop if up. you're if you're gonna go do drag racing, you could make that truck, whether it's Ford, Chevy, or Dodge, you put that motor in there, and you're gonna have a really nice ten second truck. Yeah. That's gonna be pretty and there again, you're building communication with your team, yeah. you're building the driving ability, you're building communication with like all of your parts vendors and are helping you with all this like yeah. they have to see you doing things to help their company yeah or they can't continue just giving you free parts or or discounted parts like that it yeah. just doesn't work that way yeah so you know that truck isn't a bad truck it's it's a very competitive truck for anything local yeah but you're not in the ucc no no, no. So that, that kind of your heart to get broke. Cancel my heart to get broke. <laughs> I, I already knew it was cheers. <laughs> I knew it was broken because ID didn't uh -huh. even <laughs> I've been asking Ben all Sorry. day, what about transmission? Uh, my producer is telling me to talk quieter. Is this quiet enough for you? Okay, You're guys. You're such an excitable guy, though. I get very excited Usually sometimes. I'm the loud one. Usually I yeah. start getting loud. So can we just, just adjust the volume? Because I want to get really excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are we peeking out? Okay, I'm going to try and keep us under wraps. My face is going to get really red, though. <laughs> he, like, wants to pop right now. Yeah, I do. He does. Look at the vein in his forehead. Anyhow, yeah, it's <laughs> popping out. I can feel it. Zip Maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so I started building my list here. So 06 to 07, 59 Comorail. I call it the local hero build. The reason yeah. behind that is after talking more uh, between you and I and between me and Lenny, it, it, it's like I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to sled pull, drag race, and dyno top level for 50 grand. Yeah. But, like you were talking before, you can sweep up locally. Yeah. You might be able to, and, and doing what you like, which one do you like better? Do you want to be really, you know, someone who goes around to everyone in your state area and multiple states around you and just kills the diner every time? Do you want to go, maybe, maybe you're a guy that sled pulls all the time, your friends all sled pull, and you want to be able to sled pull, and you want to go kick their all their asses. Yeah. You know? And if you're local to that kind of stuff, and you can pull three times a weekend, Hell yeah. then you're going to have a great time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what it's all about. I mean, really. I mean, that's, that's I feel fun. Is. I mean, if you're not having fun, then why the hell True. are you doing it? True. So, I mean, UCC is only once a year. What are you going to yeah. do for the other 362 days yeah. out of the year? God, three days long, I right? I hate this UCC. I'm going to build a truck and it's going to make horsepower. I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Sorry. 361 days because yeah. it's three days. My math is flawed there. Three, it's a leap year. Whatever. Screw me. Don't worry about it. But yeah. So I. I started building this truck, and, and Tyler was going to, more towards drag racing. I went more towards sled pulling. I like sled pulling. Nothing against drag racing. Nothing, nothing against dynoing. I just, uh, my wife hates sled pulling. I love sled pulling. I, I love it. I love watching you sled pull. I love well, well, half of it with yeah. me was like, you're like, well, you didn't like do anything for like the front differential. I'm like, well, it's two-wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can So we'll go to the parts list, and you can't see what I'm going at. So the, the, it, in the, I didn't do, the way I kind of got behind this too is that I wanted to 
This is obviously not a daily driver. This is not something that gets driven on the street a lot. I but feel like there's a lot of excuses already. There is. There is. Well, no, the, the, reason, <laughs> the reason it was an excuse is because as soon as, I know as soon as I say this, or you're going to say that I'm just going to get murdered in my class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I could, like, and that went into the, the cam that I chose. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't making a truck that was so gnarly for the money I could that I wouldn't be able to at least drive it on the street for it's like, someone, you know, your buddy calls you out, oh, what's that, what's that, what's that truck do? You know, I want to be able to pull out the street and just let her, yeah. oh man, there's so many customers I want to say right now, but just, yeah. just let her eat, man, just, like, just, just feed it and let her eat. And, yeah. But I mean, you can't do that if you're fully spooled, you know, locked up, and yeah. you know, the truck's, you know, you're, you're crab walking everywhere, you hit all the cars on your street, and, and you're parking and you're in a tree. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be able to like, you know, Sunday drive, take it to the core store, get coffee, whatever. Um, <laughs> take it to the core store. Yeah. So I got, I got some BD uh, compounds on there, a 66 over 46. It's, it's, okay. it's sure. twelve hundred ish. Yeah. It's enough air for that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a dynamite diesel two hundred horsepower injector set. I have a feeling that it would probably end up being more of a super mental set if I could make that happen because I would want to get more customized injectors there. But again, money. Uh, a dynamite diesel twelve millimeter stroker three CP three. So thousand ish. Thousand ish. Yeah. The idea was like let's let's try and hit a thousand, but be able to beat the crap out of it a thousand. Yeah. Like I, it's, it, may, it might even be the later on down. The building it for more horsepower, but only having exactly. Yeah. And with that CP3, I can add an extra one on there right. if I, if if the time comes right. for that. Um, I got a fast 290 on there because I like to party. Uh, fuel distribution block. Because I did a Binks. Uh, uh, big Hoss uh, intake manifold with intercooler tube on there. So I tried to get as detailed on this, and, and Tyler put in some stuff that I didn't even think about, but we both did, because we, we, we only sit across, we don't sit on each other's laps. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> we have two different computers. Yeah. So I, I, I got all this stuff here. So I got uh, uh, Mishimoto intercooler, radiator hoses, aluminum radiator, uh, monotherm pistons. I didn't do, you didn't get extra fly cutting like that, just, just monotherm pistons. Um, I have an industrial injection race two head on there because okay. um, I started adding all these parts in there and I realized like okay I need to have an actual head on there I need something that's got more than just stock head loaded yeah right oh uh, with the banks big hot intake manifold I did a Hamilton 194 220 steel cam uh, that should put me just at the top of actually like not being totally effed on the street I feel like and, and needing fly cuts and needing fly cuts exactly yes that's the other thing I was looking at too um, I did uh, some other supporting modifications. I've got uh, 625 head studs, 14 millimeter girdle, firing set, tappets. Uh, I put $1,000 in there for engine balancing. Kind of stupid <laughs> with it. I never balanced an engine before. I figured it would be around there. Um, Carrillo connecting rods, bill connecting rods. Um, I put 915 for tuning on there. Um, after this short talk we've had here, I know I'm grossly underestimating <laughs> that. <laughs> if, if your tuner's going to work with you, yeah, you're a yeah. guy. So I need to add another zero there. Yeah. Actually, I put one in front of it, maybe. Yeah, yeah probably one. Um, and then something, I did an Edge Insight CTS2, and after now thinking about it more, I probably need more like a standalone type deal, but maybe that would at least work for what I'm doing there. And I also added in their data logging kit, so it comes with like two pyrometers, two pressure sensors, and some, a whole bunch of other host of other things with the, the data links to yeah. keep going on there. Um, and then this is where Tyler stopped, but I picked up <laughs> Nitro Ring and Pinion Package, four 11s with gear spacer, because it's an 0607. Well, actually, well, once it's an 0607, I think doesn't need it. Yeah. Um, 
and four, I, I chose four elevens because I figured, I mean, it's going to be sled pulling. I want to get some wheel speed out of it. I want to be able to drive it on the street, so I don't need something that's so gnarly that I can't do that on the street. I'm not yeah. trying to put it on the highway. Lenny's gear. I'm, I'm, he's, yeah, I'm, yeah. He's getting ready to just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five finger state of Ben's plan. <laughs> and then I got a Dynatrack free spin kit with dialog hubs for front. Uh, and Yukon 4340 chromoly axles, 38 spline with a greasy locker in the back. And notice there's a couple of things missing on that list. And I was at 42.5. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. There's no transmission. I was like, sounds like you're doing a manual because you don't yeah. have money. <laughs> I, at, at that point, yeah, manual, yeah. like there's no clutch. Yeah. yeah. There's no converters. Yeah. At that point, I'm basically at <laughs> a roller with an engine. Yeah. <laughs> right and on. some axles. You really. <laughs> and so the biggest thing that that I question, okay, well, first off, like, both of you guys were able to use each other's minds to still help each other optimize your 50K. Mm -hmm. And as 50 you really have to have that teamwork to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've done proven the fact that you've got to be very in communication Absolutely. with whoever your team members are to try and do this thing to start out with. And both of you guys built trucks for just shy of 50K, but you didn't start with it. I mean, you started with something. We don't know what you started with. And uh, you're not going to be competitive in the UCC. So not to discourage like all the guys that want to do UCC, there are qualifiers. Study to be a qualifier. Yeah. Like the show, it's the big show. Like if I want to play football, I'm not going to just like call up the NFL and be like, hey, can I show up to the Super Bowl? <laughs> like, right. It doesn't really work that way. Yeah. So if you study and you build something Let's just say you were going to go sled pulling with that. If you got really good at sled pulling, inherently you're going to pick up some knowledge and you're going to start to understand like the breaking points. And then as you understand those breaking points, those aren't going to be breaking points anymore. Um, along with that, you've also accumulated not just this 50K, but you've grown into more. Like pretty soon your turbos become too small and you've replaced them, you replace the manifold charger with something different, and your 488 can flow more through the manifold charger, and pretty soon you're like, okay, well, I gotta get near the water. And your data logger gets to be a lot more elaborate, and you start spending more money on your data logger, and three years from now, you've got a truck, as long as you stay constantly making that thing better, you've got something that you could actually show up to the UCC with and actually party with. Mm -hmm. um, but on just year number one to show up with 50K, like I would disagree that that's a great idea. I think you're just gonna get your heart broke, and you're going to be upset, and you're going to be mad, and it's not enough. I'm not, it's, you, it's a great budget for something local. Like, mm -hmm. you can go have fun, <clears throat> excuse me, you can, you know, as a sled puller, like, depending on, and there again, like, if you're going to go sled pulling, you're going to have to kind of pick a class. Like, right now, you've pretty much picked, like, Superstock, and that's not really going to party, that'll party here. It, but, yeah, that, know, that's why I, say, I was like, yeah. And all of a sudden with your compounds, you've, you've picked a battle you can't win. Mm -hmm. Like now with any set of compounds out there, you're going to be running like, you know, super stocks and you're 2000 horsepower shy where you need to be to, you know, party with those guys. You don't got bar tires. You don't get any rock wheels. You don't get any SQHDs. There's a lot there that isn't there to, to party with that level. But there again, like in the Midwest, you don't just build a super stock truck. Like you're going to start with two five. You're starting yeah. to work clock. You know the work work, work stock. stock, and then two five, and then you know you got three zero smoothbore, and then three six, and then you continue to gain knowledge. You continue to gain parts, and pretty soon you know you're at that level where you can actually hang out with those guys and, and enjoy it and have a good time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not discouraging guys from building UCC trucks, but 
I would say that if you're just starting one this year, like focus on your local community, get really good at something. If your local community is a drag strip, then go get good at it. Yeah. So UCC, Super Bowl, or the World Series, it what really you is. need to do is start start playing in the minors. Yeah. You gotta start 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 beating up in the minors. <laughs> get good. Yeah. Like get good at that. And as you feel like you've mastered, whether it's drag racing, sled pulling, dynoing, when you feel like you've mastered that, uh, at that point, like then branch out into something else. Yeah. And some of these people may have to travel a lot of hours to go drag race. Like yeah. they might be very close to a sled where they can pull 10, 15, 12, you know, whatever times a year. But if they're three hours away from, you know, the closest dyno or the closest dyno event, they might get their really properly set up chassis that only makes 800 horsepower to this dyno and be like, the dyno's wrong. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. your, your truck just works that good. You've got your truck dialed in and it actually puts the foot to the ground and it pulls because you've got it dialed in. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're making big power. Yeah. And for a guy that actually goes and like builds Let's just say that, let's say that that thing makes 15, 1600 horsepower. Um, if it makes 15, 1600, you've got it dialed in. Doesn't mean that it's got enough axle under it or enough tranny or transfer case to actually keep that thing sticking to the ground for more than one weekend. Yeah. So that's where the the supporting modifications we've talked about that. A lot of in our, yeah. other, our other episodes too. They're they're not fun. They're not sexy. Nope. A lot of them you can't even see them, but you'll know if you have them and you know when everybody else has them when they're constantly putting over you know over four digits hard every time and things aren't everything isn't blowing up all the time yeah the ucc is it's the place where exergy dynamite industrial bd all of us as manufacturers we're trying to put our very best foot forward all of our new stuff, our experimental stuff is coming out. We're testing it as much as we can to get it to the UCC and make it so last year's UCC wasn't the same as this year's. Yeah. And if you don't have that kind of support from one of the, you know, one of the manufacturers that's actually got, you know, guys like me, who my job is basically just to study stuff from yesterday and try and make stuff from yesterday better for tomorrow. And all I have to do is injectors. Like my job's pretty easy. <laughs> And then you get a guy like, uh, well, anybody who makes a really good motor, so DNJ, uh, Freedom, any of those top motor manufacturers, like their job isn't to try and bring out last year's motor and make it the same. They've been studying on trying to make last year's motor even better, whether it's more durable or more efficient. They've been studying that, I guarantee you. Yeah. And to try and get the cutting edge stuff is never going to be cheap. Well, like Derek Rose with his freaking was that billet block he's got? Like that's insane. he had he had the billet, so that was <laughs> that's probably he, fifty grand just there. Like that <laughs> just was, the block. Didn't he have billet bitch like two years ago? Yeah, and then last year did not. Oh, he didn't last year. I thought he did. I, I thought so. he did. I thought he did last year. I thought he did. But he may not. He, he may not. Have, but yeah, I just remember did. seeing that. I think it was just that, insane. That like that's a, what they're trying. Those are the things that they're trying to do. Like they're like a full block made of billet. Like that's. I think that had freedoms. Awesome. Like you know, cast iron mm. Cummins motors in it. Might have. I think it may have. I remember hearing because yeah. uh, <laughs> I do listen to other diesel podcasts, yeah. uh, the Diesel Power podcast, the guys at uh, Calibrated Power. 
um, which you were on as well. And yep. it, by the way, your, your episode was fantastic. I loved it. Okay. I think I even texted you. Yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, they were talking about his, and I, I may have been this year, but it may have been the, the previous year, but he did have a build block, and they found, I guess, the biggest injectors they could put in there were 400% over LLY injectors. I don't know what LLY, I think they said it was just because what, what they had laying around or something like that, but they made it to work <laughs> with LLY injectors. Yes. Someone fact-checked me on that. I don't know for sure, but I was listening to it while I was working out, and I feel like I was Well, just like you were saying, though, I mean, if you did one year with the bill of block and they felt like, you know what, maybe that's, that's not the ticket. Maybe that's yeah. not the, you know, we don't have to go that extreme well, with the block. We can go, you know, something else. And, and it might not be that the bill of block was the culprit. It might not. It, it's just... You're truly right. like everything that goes to the UCC is the brand new, most cutting yeah. edge stuff. Like this isn't, this isn't like Ford, who's currently driving something right now that we've never seen. Yeah, like they're driving stuff right now that we might not see to market in two or three years because they're going to iron out all the bugs. Yeah, and all these crazy, you know, billet parts and these awesomenesses. Some of them just, it's not that they're junk, it's just that they need a lot of time yeah. to be beat up on and then fixed. Yeah, and once they, you know, once the, you know, because Wagler. All those guys are working on billet blocks, yeah. and it's not that the stuff's garbage. It's just that when you do something from scratch, there's going to be some growing yeah, pains. Absolutely. And uh, those growing pains, that's what makes all of those guys is, I got to respect all of them. Yeah. Because they're, for as many hours as I get to basically take apart an injector, study it, try and make a few pieces, all of my stuff's pretty small. Yeah. But those guys are going, you know, they're taking a billet chunk of something and whittling it into something. And there's several hours and dollars laying on the floor in chips. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work, it's like, well, do we just throw it away? No. Yeah. Like, you don't just quit. You keep working on it. And all of, whether it's whatever manufacturer you want to talk about, like, all of those guys have so many hours in all those engines and so many failures. Like, you see LaVon Miller and uh, the fire pump guys, they cut that block in half just a little over a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that, that really wasn't like a D&J fault. But the second that that happened, everybody was like, oh, my God, I better figure out a way to make a more rigid block. Yeah. And that PRI last year, there was five billet blocks. Well, yeah. I don't think any of those have really hit the streets yet yeah. because it takes a lot of time to get those billet parts actually, like, done, dialed in. You've got to get them on the engine dynos. It, it takes a, a, yeah. so many hours. Yeah. And for all of us companies, you know, whether it's Dynamite or DNJ or whoever, there's only so many hours that we can devote towards like research because the rest of our time has to be towards paying our bills. Right. And if we can't pay our bills, can't we can't do research. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I can't blame any one of those companies that showed us this billet beautiful thing yeah. and hasn't come to market with it yet because we can only afford so many hours to give away on these projects, right? Yeah. I, it, there's a lot to it. Yeah. And the UCC, hat off to the UCC and the organizers of it because it has advanced diesel motorsports way more than any other sanctioning body, hands down. Yeah. Because it's taking guys with $50,000 budgets and it's showing us that you just can't party at that level because we're trying some things that are just insane. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I don't think it's the, I would say Byron, is the guy's name, Byron. It's actually my mm -hmm. dad's name. He was watching him in her head at, uh, or listening. Uh, so Byron up in Canada, he's the one who asked the question. And it, this is this is a no disrespect to, you know, Byron, you guys are idiots. You Byron, no, you guys don't know what you're talking no, about. No. I think that there's a lot of uh, mis I wouldn't say necessarily misleading, but it, it happens with everything when you start getting to that high level. You talked about with the NFL or diesel trucks or any other really, you know, elite level stuff, especially when you see it on social media. 
where it's like, oh, you know. It seems so easy. Yeah, Randy right. yeah. Ray has 1,200 horsepower, dually, you know, hidden, you know, Moab or something like that. Right. It's like, you realize that Randy Ray is blowing up more stuff than you can even own. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, like, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of, there's a, you have to get to that level. Um, I also want to say I was fact-checked. Uh, Fabian said he did not have a bill block last year. Cool. So it was the year before that. Um, well, I mean, I, just goes to show you, you know, it doesn't. Maybe that's not, you know, he, he switched, he changed, he tested that, didn't maybe work out for him, mm -hmm. went something else. Yeah. Play, you know, another thing the game. is like you were saying that those injectors were four hundred percent over, and that was two years ago. And today, <laughs> I, I would giggle like, "Oh, that's cute." Four like, hundred. What are you yeah. doing with those? Like we're we're. So now. what's in your race truck? <laughs> we're so like my job is just injectors. Like I don't. Like, I love turbochargers because turbochargers, they're the evil of what I do. Like, I have to make sure we have enough turbocharger and enough air to support the kind of fluid we can pump. And I hate torque. Like, it is extremely hard on everything. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, like, torque's fun. It puts you in the seat, makes you feel really good, and gives you all the, you know, gigglies. But <laughs> it, uh, it's hard on everything. Yeah. And torque's the enemy of, like, trying to make something long live. Mm -hmm. uh, NASCAR doesn't use any torque but they can go lap after lap after lap at 8,000 RPM, and they live for a full day going 200 miles an hour. Torque is not there. Motorcycle and horsepower to create mile an hour. Um, that being said, like, I feel, and in three years, I could look at this video and be like, what an idiot. <laughs> I feel like we, with small cubic inch engines, and I, I mean that in the respect of, like, tractor motors, Tractor motors are 560 inches, things like that. Big cubic inches, right? I feel like what we're going to be doing to try and get stuff alive and live a very long time is going to be using a lot more RPM in the future. So the size of the injector to me isn't like how much power it can make. It's how much power it can make at what RPM. Mm -hmm. So I want to spend more RPM than we spun last year. And last year we shifted, you know, 6,000 RPM. Wow. Oh! Holy moly. <laughs> Wow. But it lives. Like you Holy guys, crap. you guys are like, oh, that's so many. Yeah, the motors were that. So our first year UCC motor, we only had one of them. It lived all season long and raced that season. Several hits. We freshened it up, like new rings, new bearings, and then I bought another one. And that motor lasted a day. Like we had an issue with that motor on day number one. Mm -hmm. Got it fixed. Got it taken care of. Everything's good. And uh, because we use so many RPM, we're not harnessing all the torque. Like peak torque always comes in, and then it starts to like fall out you right. know, immediately, yeah. right? To our horsepower, like it comes in more gradual, Level. and then it kind of carries out until you run out of air or, or you know governor or whatever, right? Nobody really really breaks parts using horsepower. Like yeah, superstock guys, true. they don't like those superstock guys. They don't break the stuff that drag race guys do. Mm. Like, drag race guys are harder on parts than super stockers, but those guys make 3,000 horsepower, and it's fun to watch them because they're just like, bap, 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 and they're, you know, 175 feet down the track before they finally roll the coal to it and, like, lay into it. But they're making so many RPM that, sure, that motor might make 4,000 pound-feet of torque, but they're not harnessing it. Those tires blow off, and they don't have any traction, so there's no, they're not arresting the torque, so the motor lives forever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like the, the billet blocks are going to give those guys the ability to try and make more power in the future. Traction is still going to be an issue. So they seem to live. And a lot of stuff that harnesses a lot of torque is really hard on parts. It's hard on converters, harmonic balancers, connecting rods, everything. Torque is where peak cylinder pressure is made. Peak cylinder pressure is what's hardest on parts. So I'm, I'm focusing on trying to make injectors not just to make more power, 
but I'm trying to stretch out the engine RPM. So like the turbochargers we're currently trying to use, um, it's a 3.6 inch inducer, which is like 88 millimeters. It's ceramic ball bearings, and it's got a big old G-trim turbine wheel in it. So the thing's not going to even be thinking about breathing at 3,000 engine RPM, mm -hmm. but it's going to be fed by a 5,250 with a really big turbine wheel in it. And I plan on spinning that thing to like 64 to maybe 6,700 RPM. So I can still make the horsepower that I want to make, but leave the torque in the rear view mirror and try and get the thing to where it'll actually live longer mm -hmm. at 2,000 horsepower than a 2,000 horse motor now. Because the truth is, nobody out there on this planet would be like, 2,000 is reliable. Nobody would say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that we are actually there in two years. Yeah. Sad to say, we, we I have had calls that are, I wouldn't say close to 2,000 horsepower reliable, but we get the... I want my 1200, power, 1200 horsepower tow rig to last for 400,000 miles. And I have a hard time not like, Bleh! Yeah. Bleh! <laughs> Is it 15 liters? Yeah, yeah seriously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's usually when we have to, to bring the old reality hammer in and, and say, uh, sir, if you want that, you need two trucks and one of them needs to be a semi. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> like, diesel truck guys should think about all social media. Follow an Instagram page or a Facebook page that's all about like fitness mm. and everybody in there is always on point, right? Yeah. No, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> all of the people that are on those pages, they take pictures and they load up a bunch of media so they can then get back to normal looking. They've got three or four months of normal life and they get super back in picture day and then they've got three or four months worth of media. This is kind of the same thing. Like what you're seeing on social media is not real life. Like yeah. what you're, what some guy is telling you is probably not real life. And what the magazines say, probably not real life. Like right. the daily horsepower, you know, daily driver 1,000 horsepower thing, I don't really, I mean, what tranny's going to live? Right. Like I'll build the motor and drive the truck if one tranny guy out there goes, hey, Lenny, I'll give you a tranny. All right, cool. But make it live, yeah. you have to make it live. <laughs> like I'll tell you what gears I'm going to run, what turbochargers I'm going to run. You can dial the tranny in, and I will, I'll be the guy that's like, oh, that's the best tranny on the planet if it actually lives at 1,000 horsepower, but it's not going to tow a boat, it's not going to tow your wife's horse trailer that's painted white. Like, all of that stuff comes into... <laughs> you know, like, white paint is the accountability. Yeah. Like, if, you're, if you're dragging a you know a $100,000 horse trailer, or $100,000 boat, you don't want that thing to look black by the time you get it to where it's got to go. Yeah. So pick something that... And, and gearing and transmission and tire size, like all of that stuff... It's not about just the peak number anymore. Like, we can all make a pretty solid peak number. How drivable is it? Like, pick something, figure out, like, in your mind what you really, really, really plan on doing with a truck, and we can, any of us manufacturers can can help you get to that goal, yeah. but it might not be the, the desired horsepower number you think. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're good. That's, a, that's why you're here. Yeah. You're the hammer. The reality hammer. I want to be the positive guy. Like, yeah. it's Christmas. <laughs> no, I want to be, like, hey, the positive guy that tells somebody, yes, Facts. that's a good idea. Facts don't care about your feelings. This is I true. I to Ben Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it kind of just, it, it really kind of brings that, that drive home. That it's, uh, I'd say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and sum it up, and I'm going to do a poor job at it. You got to pay to play. Yep. Nothing's free. And trust your instincts. Whose? Christ. Hopefully yours. Practice makes perfect. Trust Lenny's instincts? No. Practice makes perfect. When, when I become the voice of reason, like, you need to pick better friends. <laughs> okay, so here's where our, what do you got? What? No, I got nothing. Okay, here's, here's where I'm going to go right now with it. If you were listening to this right now, and you're saying, I only want diesel information, 
turn it off. Because yeah. right now, we're going to get personal. Oh. Okay? Right. If you want to know about Tyler, you want to know about Lenny, you want to know about Ben, keep listening, keep watching, that's fine. Whatever. It's going to get awkward. Yeah. Ooh, you well, ready? Yeah. Okay. Here's my question for you. This is on, this is, we're going to go, we're going to deviate from the truck, truck scene here for a minute. If that's okay. This wasn't in the curriculum that I was given. Yeah. That's false. I gave you no curriculum. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pretty good question. It's one of my favorite ones and, and I'll answer it to you after you. But, uh, so when, when you're up to your eyeballs in diesel, diesel's your life, you know, injectors, turbos, matching it up, sled pulling, um, when all that has just, it's hit peak, you're ready, take that out of your life, what gets you jacked? Like, what is your, I, I don't have, diesel doesn't have to be number one, but if it is, that's fine, but like, what, what's your, like, all right, I'm done, let me be Lenny, let's go do this. Yeah, that's kind of weird, like, um, <laughs> so like, this morning I picked up my Kubota tractor, uh -huh. and I put a snowblower on it, so it's like 54 inches wide of, like, heaven, you can just, like, <laughs> And then I picked it up and I was like, ah, you know, this thing now, the workload that is on this tractor is going to be more than just like mowing the grass. So instantly I was like, all right, I'm looking at the pump and I'm like, well, the pump's got to come off. And I've actually honed a set of injectors before for a, like Kubota, I don't know, maybe they still make it, but it's like a side-by-side -side and kind of like a, the John Deere thing. Yeah. Well, they make this diesel thing and it's got an injector kind of like an old 6.5 injector. Um, so I was thinking about like, all right, <laughs> when I, when I like load the snowblower to this thing and it's like 24 inches deep or, you know, a foot deep, like how do I make that thing like happy to drive? So I started thinking about that. And then, you know, the other thing is I like, uh, like waking up, catching the gym in the morning and, uh, I got a gasoline powered Jeep and I get a gasoline powered razor and I've had boats and things like that in the past, but really I just, it's always kind of been about motorsports and no sport. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I'm fairly simple. That's fine. That's, that, and guns. guns. I like guns. So it's almost yeah. everything. If you didn't hear that, that was a high five. Yeah. Everything was, yeah. So it's always about something fairly explosive. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, a, that's one of my favorite questions because it, it's, uh, I read a, I was reading an article on like, I think it was like Metallica or something like that a long time ago. And it's like, you can't be metal up your ass all the time. There has to be something else. There ha You can't. Yeah. And if you are, you're, something's off. But you gotta be. There's always got to be something else. Like, what are you about? What's your deal? Yeah. Like, I I dig all the power the and, and all the stuff. They're in the camera. Oh, look at there's Cooper. Oh my god. <laughs> it's my twin. He's just taller. Yeah. <laughs> I have longer arms. BS, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so for uh, for me, uh, my jam. What, what's uh, like? Because I mean, obviously, I got a wife and a kid and all that kind of stuff, and they. They're close two out of three. <laughs> They're gonna get shot for that one, but uh, for me, it's snowboarding, and this is you know it's uh, no motorsport involved except for chairlift or snowmobile maybe or something like that. But for me, snowboarding, I used to plan my life around it, and I plan my life around my kid and my wife. But snowboarding, that was my jam. I could, uh, I, I, I ditched out on my own birthday party one year for snowboarding after I planned it. You'll have another one. And I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I was starting getting text people are. It was about there in California still. They were texting, yeah, you're the bar. I was like, I'm like, I'm like 40 miles out of Tahoe right now. Like, what are you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> you went snowboarding? Yeah, who'd you go with? Yeah, myself. Like, really? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, it's, I think that's a good thing. But the best part about that is now that I know you snowboard. Yeah. You know what? This is like even tangent off a tangent. Adults that want to learn how to snowboard are crazy. Are crazy. Yeah. And, but they're the, some of the most driven people I've ever seen in my life because snowboarding is one of those things that you, 
I would never, if I started off skiing, I will say, I've never been on skis. Never once skied in my life, went straight to snowboarding. That. And for those that maybe, you know, skied for a long time, or were really, really into it, and then want to try snowboarding, that's cool and everything like that, but for an adult that actually wants to try snowboarding, it's, I've never seen a full-grown human happy for the first, like, <laughs> 15 times they snowboard. It is a terrible learning curve, and I would love to take you on that journey. <laughs> I bought a snowboard when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. And then it never snowed because I was in Quincy, Washington. It's a desert. Yeah. So we took it to sand dunes and then just started dragging around the sand dunes. So I've like spent plenty of time on one, but it was in the sand dunes. <laughs> but I'll go with you. It was yeah. pink and green. Do they sell beer where we're going? I feel like yes. Okay. The beer's so fattening. Yeah. We can drink. We can drink whiskey. Yeah. We can switch to whiskey. Tyler, mm-hmm. hit me. Me? Um, I, you know, I like. I've always. I've always loved the old school, I've always loved old school cars, old school hot rods, like my dad, he's, he's uh, just, I was actually over at his house the other day helping him with, he's got a 72 Cutlass, he's turning into a kind of a clone 442 car, it was like his car he had in high school. What did 442 mean, stand for? Uh, well, it was, uh, it was four barrel, yeah. four speed, yeah. dual exhaust. All right. Yeah. But not all 442s have four speeds. Really? Yeah, they were automatics too. What kind of Prius would buy that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they're cool. I, I like old, like my favorite car ever ever built. It's my absolute dream car, and it's kind of cool because they only made a hundred of them. 1964 Ford Fairlane Thunderbolt. It was literally built to compete drag racing, like and it, 427 big block in a car that was like half fiberglass. I mean, it had fiberglass fenders, hood, door skins, trunk lid. I think um, I love that car. That's like that's part of that's one of my tattoos. There's the emblems on the side. I just I love hot rods. I love old school because I've I've always been kind of motorsports oriented, but mostly into that. Like my first car was a 1963 Ford Fairlane two door, uh, 302, and I built a 347 Stroker for. So nice. I've always just liked old school cars. And I love my dogs. I love my dogs. I don't have any kids. Your wife's pretty cool too. My wife's yeah. yeah my wife. <laughs> I throw that one in there. <laughs> I know she's not watching this one. So she's not gonna yell at me. But, <laughs> but the skewed vision of what we've been able to give our customers is that Thunderbolt, like, do you remember how fast that thing was in the quarter mile when it came out? That was a 1040 car? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a little, little car. Wait a minute, I, I'm pretty sure it was a 1040 car. I, I want to say... Maybe, maybe 1140, maybe, maybe I'm off of I it. Want, I want to say it was like an 11 Can you fact car. check? Um, and how much 64 Ford Thunderbolt. Oh, well, how much did they advertise? Or yeah. how much, because back then it was like 300 horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Oh, what did a, a, a Fairlane run? So it was a, it was like a, basically it was a factory built race car. Yeah, but they had to build a hundred of them. To make it a production car. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like a couple of Camaro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And those cars, by today's standards, like if you don't show up to the track and run in the 11s, in your 7,000 pound, I'm going to say seven conservatively, that's this, that's the skewed vision that we've given people. Because yeah. These trucks are taller than that car, so wind resistance and aerodynamics are like horrible. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we could slow that car down a lot just by throwing a parachute out, and a parachute doesn't weigh very much, but it would probably suck up as much cubic feet as say. Eleven six. I was off in it. I was off in it. So, uh, so it like eleven six was fast back. Then. Yeah, one hundred and twenty four miles an hour. Eleven six is like not. You don't even need a cage right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, back in the day, I mean, that was incredible. I mean, these guys were competing with Hemi's with these cars, so it was. Yeah. Today, to build an 1160 truck, you buy Ford Chevy Dodge, 
you put a T4 charger on it, you put a single stroker pump on it, you put a good size set of injectors in it, it makes 750 to 800, and it runs 1160s. And how much does it weigh? And it's, well, I mean, it's got a navigation and heated yeah. seats so and heated steering seven, wheel. Seven, eight thousand pounds? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how steep you <laughs> it. Cool. And you can, can you tow your RV with it? Well, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Like, <laughs> how else are you going to sleep with the truck? You're still, and that's the whole thing. Like, everybody's always like, man, I need a thousand horsepower. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you really don't. Like, what you want is going to be something totally different than what you think you need. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So, that all being said on there, Thanks for... <laughs> I think there's a Sasquatch sighting. Yeah, we got a Sasquatch sighting. <laughs> if you can't tell, if you're watching this on Facebook, we got a slightly different background. It's our first guest here. we got a Christmas tree in the background. There's a dog walking around. A producer, Amanda, is sitting over there. We're out of beer, so that means the episode's got to be close to being over. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be close. Well, so, that being said... Hey, Lenny. You guys yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. It's, it's uh, yeah. I love spending time with you. I love being around you. And uh, it's so weird. It's so weird, but yeah. it's okay because I'm yeah. saying it. And the, I'm professing my love for you on social media. With me being the first guest, like all you have to do is go up. Yeah. It is so easy. For a baseline. Like, <laughs> like I, I didn't have to come in and be like better than the guy before. Yeah. I just had to come in and like show up. Yeah. So now, Perfect. and I almost guarantee you, like whoever shows up next will be better. But I yeah. tried. Well, we can bring you back and maybe you can up yourself. Yeah. Maybe set the bar again. I don't really know. Like, what we'll do is in about. Uh, and I say about six, seven weeks, we'll have a viewing party of this episode. We'll drink a bottle of whiskey, and we'll figure out how to get better. Yeah. And then we'll come back next week. Yeah. I feel I'm like we should that. just ask all of the rest of them what we can do to make it better. Yeah. And well, there you go. iTunes, if you're listening, if you're watching, well, I'm looking at the camera at you now. But <laughs> if you're listening and watching, by all means, send all suggestions in. Tyler just spilled some beer on his shirt, that but it's okay. Like... That was. But <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, as 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 always, check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes. Leave reviews, screenshot, send to benadusafireproducts.com. I will increase your upper butt crack sweat with some and a T-shirt. Written letters. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, and Lenny, true? it's we true. We yeah, I send written letter. Yeah. Yeah. I I usually start off with the handwriting, and he brings in the weird. Yeah, I, I just bring the weird 100%. Just like, let's just go off the deep end. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll do that to people's injectors once yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, like, yeah, just stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like somebody's going to pull it out of the box and they be like, what the hell? Why is Speedy Gonzalez on my injector? Yeah. My, well, my, my goal is to make them go, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to show this to anybody. I was I was going to say it, but <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm just going to. Okay, I'll take the shirt. Yeah, I just kind of. Anyhow, <laughs> that is it, folks. Thank you for watching. We'll be back yeah. here next week, three fifteen Pacific time. If you want your questions answered live, I was watching the comments. I didn't see a whole lot in there as far as questions. Uh, the Ryan's commented on there. Bruce, Shimmy, Tim, Brzezember, you're in there. Uh, R and R Brand Management, we know them obviously. The Ryan's, uh, DJ Callaway, he said fifty G's doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. Thanks, DJ. These are the facts. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, <Two> brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, budget. Just people talking about budget. Yep. Budget, budget, budget. And someone said that uh, he just says, what neck? Who said that? Harold Mitchell. He's a dick. <laughs> Ask him how his truck runs. Yeah. <laughs> truck runs good, don't it? <laughs> no neck, good truck. Bam. Science. Yeah. Anyhow, thanks for watching. That's it for this week. Next week. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. For all of your diesel performance needs, be sure to visit us at dieselpowerproducts.com. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, 
floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.